This is Give Me Some Truth, a podcast from Walkner Condon Financial Advisors in Madison, Wisconsin. Give Me Some Truth is dedicated to providing an accessible and authentic view into the financial services industry, as well as current events and investment concepts that you can apply in your day-to-day life. You gotta leave your money behind you. Raise your hand to the sky. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we've got a, a new sign in the back of us now. It's It was taken from the floor now, and now it's in the back of us. And I think we're kind of official now, Nate. Yeah, it's mounted on the wall now. So, you know, putting holes in the wall, you're for sure going to leave it there, and that's permanent. So give me some truth podcast. If it wasn't <laughs> thought of as being, you know, viable to this point, it's viable now because we have a sign up on the wall. We're rolling forward. It doesn't matter. Yeah, whether the content's good, bad, or indifferent, there's a sign on the wall, so it's continuing. Yeah, that's right. And now Monroe Street's open, and so everyone's flying by. It's great. Yeah, the the vibe is back. Monroe Street is uh is back from the uh, from the infirmary, and uh, it is uh, feeling good, and it looks fantastic. If you've not been down in this area, you should come down and check it out. It's pretty interesting to be able to see the uh, changes that they've made. Although I wouldn't say drastic, but I would say. Uh, marked improvement. Yes. Yeah, and I think that it's going to handle water better, hopefully. And, uh, well, the Madison Chocolate Company next door to us now, you know, full lanes are open, and they're in the Christmas season, so I think it's great that they got an opportunity to get this finished right before. And you got to give it up to all the construction crews. They said they were going to get it done by November, and we said no chance, and they actually got it done. And it was wet and awful, and so to all our clients out there that visited us, us over that time, and I had to deal with the traffic. Thank you for uh, putting up with all of that to get and come see us. And fortunately, we don't know a chocolate shop because, you know, they have customers that actually care about that kind of stuff. And they go there on a regular basis. And, you know, it's got to have an impact on a lot of businesses. There were like, I think, what, four or five businesses that closed them on Rose Street? And, it had to uh, be at least that many, I would yeah, figure. Yeah. yeah. So rest in peace to Jax. Apparently, they're not coming back. They're done? Yeah. Did? Yeah. Shut it down, yeah. huh? I'm bummed out about that. Jax was oh, phenomenal. Wow. That's too bad. I know. Oh. They made a great Cuban sandwich. And Gates and Rovi hasn't picked up the old Cuban sandwich vibe yet. And <laughs> it's all over for me if I have a Cuban, man. It's it's great. See, it's got it's got like you know, it's got the salty, it's got kind of the the acid, you know, it's kind of the oh, it's a perfect best combination. Sandwich? The I, best sandwich? Mm. Really? You going there? I think the Cuban the is the best statement. one. Old statement. Yeah, cuz it's got all the different things. Like Okay, take into account a French dip. I think that's an excellent sandwich. Um, you know, or a Philly cheesesteak, excellent sandwich. It's got fat on it. Reuben? It's got that. Huh? No, Reuben is highly overrated. What? Highly overrated? Highly overrated. First of all, rye. Ugh. Fantastic. Rye is terrible. It's Fantastic. one of the worst breads ever. What about, wait, and then it's got what else on it? A sauerkraut? Yeah. Over, again, overrated. Yeah. Not yeah. very good. Kraut's the best. That's, well, no, the, obviously the, the meat's the best, but the sauerkraut's right there. I'll go it's with fantastic. the meat. That's about it. Club sandwich? No? Club is a good sandwich. Especially, like, my wife loves a great club sandwich, like, when she's on vacation by a <laughs> pool. That's, like, her favorite club sandwich. And I got to tell you, that's the most delicious club sandwich is by a pool. Order one the next time that you're over by a pool. Clubs are the best. And they hold up well because they don't get, like, they don't get weird in the sun, you know? You, you don't want to love sip too long, but it holds up well. That's interesting because you would figure like the the number of layers and the content of it. The, I mean, you need toothpicks to hold the thing together. You would not figure that that would be something that you'd one hand by a pool. Yeah, you're fine, man. 
I'm not why saying take it, it into that, the pool. Uh, you buy uh, or order, I should say, sandwiches in restaurants, and they're fantastic. But when you make it at home, not even close. It's not even close to as good. I've kind of wanted to do like a legit Philly cheesesteak, but a I, home sandwich is at best mediocre um, restaurant sandwich. I mean, that's the quality you can get. So I, my I guess is twofold. Number one, they get better bread than you do, right? Like you don't make your own bread yeah. and stuff like that. Right. So that's number uh, yeah. one. Right. Okay. Number two is you can never shave the meat like right there and <laughs> as thinly as you want it. Right? You need like a little meat shaver. Thing, you know, That's why Kramer was so passionate about getting a deli slicer. <laughs> That's so true. Yes, right? yes. He was tired of getting shoddy meat, so he was going to get a deli slicer. Can you imagine if you had that in your fridge, <laughs> just like a huge just ham that you just shave it off for people? I mean, it would last forever. Well, yeah, but that's not necessarily a good thing that meat would last forever. <laughs> Probably <laughs> means there's something been put in the meat to make it last forever. <laughs> Maybe. Like, uh, like MSG or nitrates or something? Possibly. It's probably nitrates, yeah. I think your wife is kind of vehemently against, right? It's not kind of. No, there's no kind of about it. No, no. No, there's no MSG, no nitrates, you know? So are you, she al- says okay, are you allowed the uncured, like... Can you have that bacon that's uncured and that's that's yeah. what I've been kind of getting. You can have yes. that kind of bacon. She's okay yes. with that. The Costco sells it. Yeah, you right. can get, you know, the three pack at Costco. Yeah. Yeah. It's not cut as thickly as I'd like, but it's fine, you know. Do you think there's something with that cuz I've looked for thick uncured. Maybe. They don't have, Yeah, I don't know if you can get that. I don't know. I like that because I, I think the thicker is better. I'm more of a thicker bacon guy. I don't like the like I don't need like slat like I slabs. One of our clients too told me that he made his own bacon the other day. What? And that I want to try. He so he smoked, you know. He t- he took it out and he smoked it. Now he put nitrates on his, but you you could leave yours out. But he he took the pork belly and smoked the pork belly, and then he cut it. And he said the hard the hardest part about it is again the slicing. So I think if you put that in the freezer, that was my thought, put it in the freezer, cut it, and he says that he makes it, so he just takes it. So I, I think that'd be great. Wow. That seems very labor-intensive. Yeah, but, you know. Very labor-intensive. Very, but it's got to be better, I would think. Or it's significantly worse. <laughs> right? I'm not sure which. It takes three times as long, and it's kind of good, but not really. Yeah. So what would mm. you say, out of, the, out of the foods that you eat, what's the most artificial food that you really, really enjoy? Well, I mean, everybody probably has the same answer. It has to be bacon, right? I mean, is bacon not considered kind of universally as, as the, the best, like, worst food for you? Well, yeah, I mean, but you're I, not gonna say I don't Skittles, think... Skittles, right? I mean... Well, that's artifi- That's really artificial. Right. I don't think bacon's artificial because, you know, you're taking <laughs> pork belly, right? Okay, well, the, but then you have to define what's artificial then. See, okay. Okay, processed meats. Are processed meats artificial? Um... Ring bologna. Is ring bologna artificial? It's put in a casing, and it's a <laughs> variety of different meats. <laughs> so is a bratwurst. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I'd call it artificial. I think if you... How about a kielbasa? You know kielbasa? what? <laughs> kielbasa? is delicious in the Costco kielbasas. My friend Rick turned me out of this one. Kielbasa is delicious from Costco for some reason. I've been totally off kielbasa for you a while. You mean the time. one from the deli? Like when you get done checking out? Like that one? No. The one that, like, he grills it up at his house and it's delicious. And for some reason, I'm, you know, I've been not only Italian sausage and brats and Dude, I have not been on kielbasas. That's got to be loaded full of nitrates and whatnot. Well, yeah. <laughs> but okay, back to the question is and it nitrites, too, whatever those are? That's, that's dumb. <laughs> okay, so if you're talking about um, 
if you're talking about something like, is it fake or not? I would say that when they put chicken into something where they shave it, for some reason, ham's okay with me, even though it's pink and weird. But if you put a chicken and then you slice the chicken in a deli slices, I'm like, that chicken is just reformed gelatinous junk. I yeah. think that's artificial. That's interesting that you say that because I'm totally down with ham, like on a sandwich. Turkey, to me, mm, that gets a little weird. Like I'm kind of that same way when it comes to turkey. Like I'll always choose ham over turkey because I kind of have that same feeling. Like it just kind of doesn't quite seem as turkey as it should be. What about pepper jerky? Well, that's better because it's better, you made right? a pepper jerky. Well, of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, are you a pepper turkey guy, a honey turkey guy, or a mesquite turkey guy? Or plain? Probably. Uh, and if you're plain, I don't even want to yeah. talk to you anymore. <laughs> You're, you're you're dead to me if you like just Probably. plain turkey because no way. We had a whole conversation at our house. I'm gonna answer your question. We had a whole conversation about um, um, chunky peanut butter versus smooth. I didn't realize that that was as polarizing as it is apparently. But in my house, it is polarizing. Wow. So first of all, what's the take in your house on that? Apparently, if you bring chunky peanut butter into my house, there's gonna be bloodshot on the floor. Apparently. What's wrong with chunky peanut butter? That's what I wonder. I mean, it's worse. Than smooth peanut butter, but you know it's it's kind of like what is it? it's the M and M's like PN and M and M's? No, no. <laughs> See, my dad's a big. My dad would take chunky over smooth every day of the week and twice on Sunday. And well, you know this about him, but and he prefers uh, sweet pickles to dill pickles. <laughs> <laughs> so Craig used to work there would would say that that makes your dad a psycho, you know. But I don't I don't he think that's find true. Anybody that like. Sweet pickles as not quite right in the head. Well, dill is better than sweet. There's no question about that. Yeah, and what's weird is that my sweet's dad. Okay. My dad will not eat a dill pickle, but he will put dill pickle juice <laughs> in his Bloody Marys. <laughs> so figure that logic out. And is there any crime in the world that's worse than being somewhere and eating a pickle and think you're getting a dill and then you bite into it as a sweet pickle? Oh, that to me worst. is like a felony offense. It should be right on the outside, like oh, a disclaimer. You should put that on there yes. for sure. Yeah, if you're serving that at a yes. party, it should say sweet right there. Because if right. you, you put a <laughs> oh, whole bunch yeah. on there, oh yeah, do you and think it's you a little uncouth to pick it up and smell it and then just <laughs> like put it? To the, I'm not saying you put it back. Like when you pick it up, it's yours, but you don't have to eat it if you don't want to, right? If Craig picked up a well, sweet no, pickle, is he allowed? First of all, is he allowed to smell it? Well, I guess it depends on what company you're in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're at a biker bar, probably. No offense to bikers, but you know. But you're a clean plate guy, so if you take it, you would you yourself would have to eat it. You wouldn't be able to not eat it, right? What if it was a sweet pickle? Would you eat it? Yeah, I would. Yeah, of course you would. Yeah, because to enlighten the the people out there, that for some reason, it makes me a horrendously bad person if I didn't clean my plate as a young child. And so thanks a lot, Mom and Dad. That's one of the things that was instilled on me, and I don't really know so where that great. came from. Such an old school, like... 70s, 80s type, um, you know, kind of household rule, which really, when you look back, made no sense at all. I mean, we I don't want to be like, wasteful, you know, right? You don't want to be wasteful. wasteful. And I say right? it to my son that, all the time. Yeah. I'm like, just take what you're going to eat. I say it to my daughter, too. My daughter doesn't <laughs> listen to anything. She's two and a half. But my son knows better, right? So it's like, Do you okay. make him clean his plate? No, but I make a big deal. When he's clean plate club, he gets like a high five. And good job, buddy. <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing it to him totally. Like, it's... 
It's totally my fault. You've just chosen to reinforce it through positive reinforcements and not negative reinforcements like your parents. Well, did. they didn't like yell at me, but it was like it was, it was pretty made expected. a point. There was a point made. That's all of that is true. <laughs> yes. Yes. So back to the fake foods. So for me, I would say that um for me, I mean, I'm a macaroni and cheese. Like, I love adult macaroni and cheese, making all that. But I mean, crap macaroni and cheese sometimes just hits the spot. Just man. straight out of the box. You're talking straight out of the box. Whatever that. I add color, a little pepper to it. Whatever That's that it. substance is, that neon orange powder, you're down. Down. Yeah, I, I can't go there. I understand. I, I would be more on the ramen. Side oh, ramen is garbage, which is weird because you know my deal with long noodles. I don't eat long noodles because long noodles are stupid. But when I would make ramen in college, I would crunch it up in the bag when it was still dry, so that the it was as small as I could possibly get it, and then it kind of almost was like rice when I would eat it. Then I would eat it because it's not like eating a bunch of worms; it's yes. just eating dust, which is what noodles, long noodles are. Yes, and I. We'll have to apologize to the Italians out there. Yes, no, I do not like spaghetti, linguine, angel hair, nothing. What's the longest noodle? Um, you can have penne. I know that. Penne is is legit. Bow tie is legit. And I can do um, like a macaroni noodle. Watch yourself, macaroni noodle. You're, you're right there on the line. You're right there. there. What about a wide egg noodle? No. No. No? no? Not even close. That's too far. Yeah, that's way too far. That's, yeah. But you... That's bad. So do you never eat chicken noodle soup? I don't eat the noodles. Wait, really? Sure. Yeah, no way. You eat around the noodles and chicken noodle soup. if, If I'm required to eat chicken noodle soup, I will eat around the noodles, yeah, for sure. I'm not eating that. It's disgusting. That's like the best ingredient in there, aside from the underrated celery. Why do, why, why do people freak out about egg noodles? I don't understand that. I mean, I don't like long noodles as it is, but man, egg, people put egg noodles in the same category as they do like sourdough bread. I don't understand that. Well, first of all, sourdough bread is the best bread. It's like a honey, it's a honey crisp apple of bread. Like <laughs> there's certain things that are upper echelon better, like sourdough greater than all other breads. Like it's really good. I mean, I'm not talking about if you make like some craft, you know, bread and stuff like that. But I'm saying if you're saying your average lineup of bread, sourdough is better. If you pick English muffins from the store and you have original and you have sourdough and you don't grab sourdough, something's <laughs> wrong with you. <laughs> I'll say on the record, I had no idea that they even made sourdough English muffins. Really? I didn't even know that was a thing. And you got to buy Bay's, by the way. That's the one that's that's the good one. They also have those like really crappy English. Ones that are in the regular aisle, because you—that's not good. No, they're terrible. Like they're fake English muffins. Do the Bay's ones still come with like the like the three quarter of a of a square cardboard and then like the bag over the top? Yes. Okay, so and it still in, comes from the same package. Six oh, it's of refrigerated. Them. Six of them is refrigerated. Oh. Those are the only English muffins to get, in my opinion, because the other ones are. Is this B A Y S? B-A-Y apostrophe S. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you can get them everywhere pretty much. Yeah, and that's the best one. You get sourdough. What are the other ones? So you got honey wheat, you got sourdough, and you No, got no, what's the other the other brand of English muffin, like the po- like the super popular one? English crap muffins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's not the, the official name <laughs> brand. I'm going to look it up right now because now I'm curious as to what it is. But I know it's... 
it's uh, it's it's kind of a big thing for you. You're kind of you're kind of well, you're particular about a lot of things, but you're particular about English muffins, and I'm not exactly sure why. To me, it's kind of it's an English muffin. I'm somewhat brand loyal. Um, I mean, the English muffin Thomas. That's yeah, what it those is. are terrible. Thomas, they're not that good. They're not, that not good. good. Bays is way better than Thomas. Way yeah, better. That's what I was thinking. The, it's the, the Thomas is the original English muffin. That's their tagline. I mean, if that's legit, then I, that's a that's a hot take to say that those are garbage. Well, if Hamburger Helper <laughs> said it was the original <laughs> Hamburger Helper, does that make it any better? I don't, it's still. When's the last time you had Hamburger Helper? I I, I can't remember a time. It's been. Ten years, twenty years? I don't even know. I don't even know if I've had a hamburger helper more than like twice in my life. My mom used to make we used to do sloppy joes a lot. Like okay. we used the man witch, you know, that was like Okay. Yeah. Do you still do it now? See, I, we still do it now, although like not with the like the pre made man witch. Oh, so you make you make yeah. like adult yeah. sloppy joes. You like add all of the brown sugar and everything to it. Well, I bet that's better. I think it's sloppy better. joes are a little underrated. I mean, it's basically like a loose burger with sauce, or maybe like right. a kind of quasi taco. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of a play on the made right burger, <laughs> which again, that's another thing that d- doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't know that I've ever had a made right burger because I don't even know if I know what a made right is. It even a burger, or do they call it a sandwich? What is I, it? I legitimately don't even they know just, what you're talking about. What is it? Made, I think it's the crumbled hamburger, but that's it. Like on a bun, it's like manwich, but you don't put the manwich sauce on it. It's just like crumbled burger with like some seasoning and stuff on it. That sounds disgusting. My friend used to eat raw beef burgers. It was raw beef, raw onions. Yes. And he used to eat that. Yeah, that's called, uh, there's like a... I would call it near-death experience. Not That's a, what it sounds like. Not an like. offensive name to it, but it's kind of like an off-putting name. It's like the... I can't remember what it's called. But they call Yeah, there's some name for it. Yeah, that's like a deal. That used to be another one of those like seven, 1970s, 1980s um, like cocktail party type appetizer. Could you put it on like crackers and stuff? Yeah, sounds great. Who does that? Let it sit out for a while. Right. It doesn't sound like gastric distress <laughs> at all. <laughs> So are you eating carpaccio? Are you eating like when they take steak and, and super thinly slice it? See, they chill it and then you just eat it raw. Not a huge fan of that. Yeah, that's just, I don't know. A lot of foodies like like that, and I, I I feel like I should like that because I love beef. But I, no, but I do like uh, I like raw fish. I really do. Like the other night, I had you know I, sushi's good. I like sashimi. I like. All that stuff. Seems to get a free pass, and I don't know why. It's still raw. It's raw like anything else is raw. So why does that get a free pass? I kind of still don't buy it either when they talk about that they put citrus on it and that like oh that like, cooks uh... it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that doesn't really cook it. You just what do they put some that? acid over uh... the top of it? But it's delicious. I mean, I love it. Ceviche, ceviche. That's what they call it. Oh, ce- ceviche is where yes, yes. And then they put a whole bunch of stuff yeah. in there. And right. that's one of the only times where I don't know what I'm eating. And I'm okay with it because if I'm like down in Mexico, because you're in Florida and it's yeah. like fine, whatever. I'm yeah. in Miami. This is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, so you, you don't really like question it. Ship. Isn't it funny? Like, but if you were going to do that, the exact same thing, but have it in Wisconsin, you would immediately question it. But because you're in Miami, you're like, oh, it seems fine. Yeah, I mean, in conk, you're like, this is great. <laughs> it's the only time when somebody may be may actually be able to sneak a little bit of shrimp in, and I'm able to deal with it. 
See, that's weird to me that you're down with sushi, but you're not down with shrimp. Shrimp is because it looks disgusting. It's like a little shriveled up, <laughs> like bottom feeder crustacean, just nastiness. It's it's just it's it's like a mouse. What about like, lobster? Ugh. Are you down with lobster? Uh, I I'm more like lobster claws than tails. I think that people overcook lobster like crazy, and I think they kind of taste more like erasers. Like if I had to pick something, I'm gonna take a crab any day of the week. Crab okay. is delicious. So you're down with crab, you're not down with shrimp, and you're not down with lobster. I'd say I'm half down with lobster. A good lobster okay. bisque, though? Oh, man. <laughs> like at a steakhouse? Lobster bisque is awesome. Yeah, because you're just eating a bowl of cream <laughs> with salt in it. <laughs> and it's got a little, little lobster in it. <laughs> right. It's awesome. That's why I like when these on, on your YouTube feed, when you see like, it comes through with like these recipes, and they're like, "Oh, you should try this recipe." And you, the first six ingredients are like cheese, sour cream, cream cheese, sour cream, cheese, and sour cream and salt. You're like, "Well, yeah, of course it tastes good. It's like a bacon dip with like 18 different kinds of dairy in it." Well, yeah, of course it's gonna taste good. It's got about 85 grams of fat per scoop. <laughs> That's what I love about Facebook when they show it and they got the person's hands in the top, which we gotta learn how to shoot one of those one of these times where they just <laughs> show your hands and it's all fast motion and and they're like, here's a stick of butter and some brown sugar, <laughs> right? And, then and some little... white sugar <laughs> <laughs> and some condensed milk and then some sour cream and then some and you're like, wow, yeah, I bet that's gonna taste. And then we good. added. Beignet dough, and it's perfect. And you're like, wait, what? I don't know. It just looks like a fat ball, but it looks. That's what they, it is. It's and then they put ball. like powdered sugar on top of it too. Of course, it's not, yeah. It's some butter. Yeah. But but dunk it in black coffee, not coffee with cream in it, because that's <laughs> you're gonna bastardize it. Okay. Don't use sweet and low in that. That'll kill you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not a obesity problem at all in this country, is it? Well, I don't know that it helps. I'll tell you that. Thanks, Facebook, making everything look delicious like that and making people... It probably wanna... is Facebook's problem. Actually, I hadn't thought about it as Facebook's problem. There's another one we could put on Zuckerberg. That's true. There's a lot on him right now, though. The guy... The guy's done... The guy's had a lot of stuff go his way the last uh, couple who's, years. Who's here. got more on him right now? Is it Musk or is it, uh, is it Zuckerberg? Uh... I mean, I'd say it's Zuckerberg. He's supposed to show up places, and they just give him a chair, and then they take pictures that he's not there. <laughs> like, the poor guy. He can't be everywhere at once. I mean, he only has so many black hoodies that he can wear at a time. I know. I know. All he wears. And he's pretty, you know, everyone knows what he looks like and everything. Now, Musk, you know, he's, he's running a, you know, a few different companies and stuff like that. But, I mean, Facebook is ubiquitous in the world. Like, it's not like Teslas are around, but it's mostly a U.S. deal. So, I don't know. I don't know. Who, who would I rather be right now? Nah. I don't know. That's a tough call because Tesla might go out of business. I don't know. Or it might be the best car company in the entire world 10 years from now. I have no idea. They're both billionaires, right? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it funny, though, when you think of it like a billionaire and you're like, God, I feel bad for that guy. Really? He's got a billion dollars. Like, do you feel bad for him? I mean, why do we do that? That's ridiculous. I guess that's probably true. But I mean, how can you possibly have problems in your life if you have a billion dollars in the bank? True. I would say that Musk is more self-destructive. You know, I actually think there's... You know, he, he he's admitted, you know, he just has some issues sometimes. I think Zuckerberg just kind of, I think he just kind of, is, is the company is just too big for him almost, you know? It's like the guy, think about what it, the last 10 years have been for him. He became a billionaire basically overnight. Now he has to deal with all this, this wealth, and now he's like in front of the government, and people are even talking about him for like larger political office. I mean, people want him to be the biggest thing. And, and Elon Musk is like, well, he's a great thinker, and he's, you know, He's just this guy. It's more that, reclusive. 
He is. You know, I think he's. I think Musk is more of an introvert. If you listen to his podcast or whatever with uh, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan's podcast, and we had him on. I mean, the dude is fascinating to listen to. Well, because he's well, he's another one of those guys that I don't. I'm pretty sure he's not 100 percent human. Well, yeah, he even kind of admitted that he's an alien. I think he might be. Right. He over there. They're making a crazy thing about it about how they're. Uh, you know, we all might be part of a simulation, which I found. What? Yeah. If you read some stuff on that, it's really interesting. Like if, if you were actually in it, like this whole, our whole lives are a simulation. So it's, it's really interesting. It can kind of blow your mind though. So. Or it's just some dude rambling about stuff that makes no sense. <laughs> well, it could be. It could be. <laughs> could be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So as we wrap it up, Nate Condon. Yes. Thank you for joining us for this interesting new version of give me some truth we'll be back the next episode with something more substantive i wouldn't say that because that makes it seem like what we just did was not substantive and we covered a lot of ground and a lot of things that uh i think people will find very useful uh, and we also admitted some things that we might not have gotten out in the open before right i your, feel better your noodles i feel better mine clean plate club all right all that so so uh, in closing uh tell your kids to finish their plate and don't waste so much stuff Stop eating long noodles. <laughs> you gotta leave your money behind you. Raise your hand to the sky. Ask the masses for silence. Look more dead in the eye. Advisory services are offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the states of Wisconsin and Texas. Clint Walkner, Nate Condon, Jonathan Jordan, and Mitch DeWitt are investment advisor representatives of Walkner Condon. Guests on the podcast are not registered, and their participation in the podcast are limited to unregistered activities and will not be providing any advice that is investment-related, nor should any comments that guests make should be construed as giving investment advice. Content should not be viewed as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned or as legal or tax advice. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, is not engaged in the practice of law. Whenever you invest, you are at risk of loss of principal as the market does fluctuate. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizon. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Long-term care, estate planning, insurance products, and tax advice are not offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC. Walkner Condon works on a best efforts basis and does not guarantee any results. Past performance does not represent future results. Please see walknercondon.com for additional disclosures.